Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 62 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Rasgreaves, with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the globe. Buck, what what's some of the stuff you sent me this week? Because I haven't really looked into it a whole lot. Anything particularly interesting? Uh, not... Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Then why are we having a podcast? There was. Then why are we having a podcast? Well, dude, because we're fucking bored and we like hanging out together. Listen, man, I search for articles. I look at the headlines. I send them off to you based like I do a cursory look to see if it's more than a paragraph. And then, boom, it goes off to you. Like all of all of my everything is completely organic and I don't give a shit about anything until we hear it. So I don't know if anything looks particularly interesting. I'm sorry. Oh, you're a pain in the ass. I I really am. <laughs> All right, folks. So we do have some interesting stories. I'm 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 fairly certain. Anyway, I think he's kind of kind of fibbing a little bit. I know he reads them a somewhat at least. You do, right? I really I really wish I did, but I don't. <laughs> I I really wish I did. I really wish that we could hang our hat on that nail. But no, sir. No, I do not. Like, my effort in this is as minimal as possible. Well, we're going to start That's out That's why with... I send this to you on Friday morning. <laughs> so we're going to start out with the Tampa Bay News. We're starting in Florida, folks. As a Florida woman has been arrested after exposing herself on a plane. This, this, I mean, anything with Florida, um, kind of is one of those things where it's like, it, this is this is going to be a good story. Unfortunately, Buck, unfortunately, I do not know what that story is because the TampaBayTimes.com is telling me I have reached my free article limit and will not let me view the story. <laughs> what? Why did you... You Hold are a social on, liability. Actually, you, sir, you, sir, are the social liability here. I just went back through my memory banks of what I sent you, and this is so late to discuss since we're on a completely new vein, but I do have something interesting that I remember from what I sent you, and that's Jetpack Joyride number three, man. We have, we have a story about that. We've had, we've had two incidents now where this man has made it to the social liability podcast and boy oh boy wouldn't wouldn't you freaking know it we've got we've got a third happenstance with jetpack guy like given that given that buck just remembered that and took a moment to speak about it i was able to find a different source for the article buck thank you this is being reported by wfla news channel 8 a florida woman is facing charges after police say she took off she took off a took off a plane god Damn it. Associated Press. Up your fucking game, you... God. Grade school dropouts. According to police at the airport, she was notified Friday after a disruptive passenger was exposing herself to others on the plane. The officer told the 41-year-old Misty Justice Watkins of Daytona Beach Shores she would be escort off the plane. I think they meant escorted. Police say that she was pulled away and 
kicked the officer. Additional officers arrived to take her out of the airport. She is facing charges of disorderly conduct, indecent exposure, assaulting a law enforcement officer, and unlawful occupancy. I... I this comes down to one of one of two possibilities. One, she was actually intentionally exposing herself, which we run into things like this on the podcast quite a bit, where people have uh, some kind of some kind of fetish or, or something of that nature, especially with um, exhibitionism, and it, it just manifests in un, in unhealthy ways, such as this, or it something incidental happened and they decided to kick her off the plane, and she decided to throw holy hell about it. <laughs> You know, it's it's so interesting, you know. I just want to point it out. This is what happens when you try to do something fucking nice for people, okay? We get reached on our fucking limit with the Tampa whatever and can't look it up, so we go to the Associated Press, and now we have to read something to you guys that's written by somebody with the equivalent of a first-grade education, apparently. And And we have ended up looking like two bumbling fools. And just me, just me. I'm the I bumbling just... fool. No, 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 dude. I, this is a conglomerate fool hardy effort because I obviously didn't take the time to do my fucking homework on this one. You know, I will fall upon my sword on this one. But, you know, we're trying to do something nice. We're trying to do a nice production. And then we get shit on by the man. By the man. Not even by a real man. By the associated press. Not even press. by a man-man. By the associated frickin' press. Like, they, they do tend to have it on the end. They tend to have these really like, shit written articles. It's kind of ridiculous. Well, and then that's that's the thing. But you know, going back to the lady here, okay. I can't really call it because you make a good point. Like maybe she just is an asshole. You know, maybe maybe she just is, or maybe there's some underlying mental health issue. But regardless. This this type of behavior just doesn't belong, and uh, and and I'm going to go ahead and institute it, man. I'm going to give this woman what we are going to forever idolize or iconically call the social liability score. And yes, you, you, you know, did there's a, you did speak to me about this the other day how you'd like to score people on their social liabilities, which I think it's a well, slippery you know, slope when you think about the uh, the social scores that China is giving out to its citizenry. But we're going to do it on a much smaller scale. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, you know, let's let's just, you know, let's talk about this before before we go ahead and rate this woman, okay? Because I want to I want to see myself here as like giving somebody a score based on like a really wide algorithm of like factors and stuffs that go into it, which I don't want to sit here and like do the mental math with everybody. So when I give somebody a number between one and five, it's based on a whole like modge podge of things litany if you, you know, will such as yes a litany you know a myriad of of factors a conglomerate that, that if really you will like <laughs> yeah we'll even call it a conglomerate all right you know there there's like a panel of like 10 trillion bucks in my mind right now just calculating all these things you know ranging from like her impact on like the well-being or happiness of others around her for acting like an asshole. And because she actually kind of, you know, her shenanigans, you know, regardless of what they were fueled by, definitely impacted those around her. I'm going to go ahead 
And and based on the information that we have, give this woman a three. A three out of five is what I'm going to rate her. I'm going to agree with you because we don't... Unfortunately, they, they don't ever delve into details in these stories. It's sensationalism. They just want you to click on the article. We don't know if there's a mental health aspect there, uh, in which case... I'm, I'm removing somebody from an airplane is probably the, the the safest option. The There's two things you cannot fight. Three things. There's three things you cannot fight in this country. The IRS, the railroad, and the FAA. Those three things will never be beaten. <laughs> so uh, nope. you don't pick a fight with the FAA. You're going to lose. So I would, I would agree. Let's give her a score of a three out of five on the social liability scale. Moving on, though, we are not going to leave the great state of Florida because the Tampa Free Press, and I love this website, Florida man, don't end up on the Wheel of Fugitive. (laughs) We've all seen or at least heard of a famous game show, Wheel of Fortune, with host Pat Sajak and co-host Vanna White. Has Vanna White been upgraded to co-host at this point? I mean, really, she used to walk across. She used to walk across stage and turn the turn the letters, if I remember right. No, that's that's still what she does. That's still what she does. They've always labeled her as a co-host. Really? You know? Yeah. But <laughs> you know what? Good, good, good job. You know, giving giving her that title because she certainly deserves it. And after all this time, she still looks pretty. She goddamn does. Good. How old is Vanna White? I'm going to ask Siri. How old is Vanna White? She is 64 years old and still smoking. And you know what? That's a soft yes if I ever heard one. (laughs) I don't care. One Florida (sighs) sheriff has followed in her footsteps and streams the Wheel of Fugitive every week. Wheel of Fugitive started around 2014 and has an 88% success rate in getting fugitives off our streets, said the Brabard County Sheriff Wayne Ivy or Levy, I'm not sure. The program is designed to engage our community and works well, as you might imagine. In fact, fugitives even watch watch it themselves every Tuesday night at eight to see if they are on the wheel or if they've been selective as the fugitive of the week. In addition to the Wheel of Fugitive, Sheriff uh, Levy does a weekly show titled "Fishing for Fugitives." <laughs> I go on Vitcon, go to various fishing spots in our community and cast a rod or reel with a pair of handcuffs on it. We haul in what we catch for the day and ask our citizens to help us hook them and book them, said Sheriff Levy. Oh, wow. I have to admit. That is... (laughs) Watching the latest edition of Wheel of Fugitive, I laughed so hard at the prospect of spinning criminals... Just waiting to see if they've won. Uh, for your viewing pleasure, we've embedded both a Wheel of Fugitive and a Fishing for Fugitives below. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing the entire time I'm reading this. But, that being said, I kind of have a problem with it. I kind of do, too. I'm interested... Why... What, what exactly is your problem with this, Raz? So, I... I as we've stated in the first, I used to be a private investigator for a living. That's what I did full time. And I had a Facebook page uh, for the company. And due to an unfortunate circumstance, I had to do a partnership, which, which well, this wasn't a bad thing. The unfortunate circumstances that it had to occur uh, with a police agency uh, in, in a community nearby where I lived and operated. 
And they started commenting and liking stuff on my Facebook post. So I started liking and commenting on theirs because it was exposure. But then I started getting really upset because every time they arrested somebody, they were taking their picture and posted it on Facebook with the charges that they were filing against them. These people are not ones that were convicted. In this in this instance right here, we're putting it on television. We're putting their pictures up there, and often not flattering pictures, I might add. Uh, and they're putting on there that they've been char- they're fel- being charged with all with any you know any number of crimes, but they're not convicted yet. So that mm-hmm. that's where I kind of get. Because let's just say you, you put on television a picture of somebody and say, this person's up for child molestation. But when they get caught and they go to court, the, the, they have unequivocal proof that the whole time this happened in Florida, they were in Idaho. They have, you know, there's, there's video evidence of them in Idaho. You know, there, there's, not, there's no way to def- refute it. Okay, cool. No harm, no foul. We'll let them go. Except now... Everybody in town has talked about. Oh, they were the on damage wheel. is done. They were on wheel of fugitive for for touching kids, and they will never shake that stigma again. And depending on you know how you set up your website, if they're applying for a job and someone does a cursory search just for their name, there it pops up with a picture. It says this person was we were looking for him for child molestation, or you know, or, or this 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 one right here right on my screen that you can't see, but. This person's failure to appear for early resolution, uh, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, possession of methamphetamine, use of drug paraphernalia. You know, it goes on and on. Now, in this particular instance, we have somebody failure to appear, okay, but we don't know the circumstances behind that. And I have undoubtedly encountered people that have been uh, received warrants or, anything, or summons to court mailed to their house that, oh, wow, they haven't lived there in three years. I mean, there's there's any number of things, it's, but I, I don't think that you publicize this kind of thing until there's a conviction. That's my. I, I I agree. I agree with you on that, man. I agree with you on that one. Now, it does say wheel of fugitives. Now, does fugitives is that like indicative of somebody that is already like out? Because I'm not, you know. Again, we have to go based on what the criteria of uh, so. Of, this, this leads into a bigger discussion. Like, this this really does lead into a bigger discussion. Like they talk about bail reform and and things like that around the country. You know, if someone can't afford bail for whatever reason, that means they sit in jail. So when they go to court, how do they go to court, Buck? They go to court dressed in a prison issued orange jumpsuit, handcuffed, and uh, pretty much tethered in there like a caged animal, and belly chained, and, and and shackles flanked by sheriff's deputies. So this person goes they, into court. They look, they look, it's like Hannibal Lecter without a mask. Exactly. And, you know, they go like into they go into court looking yeah. guilty. They go into court looking guilty. They look like they're already they're already in jail. So whether you want to all that, we'll, we'll tell the jury that they're in the bullshit. They. It, it does have a psychological effect on a jury and even a judge for that matter. So I, I think you're just stacking against, against people and you know, people like, well, they wouldn't be on there if they hadn't done anything wrong. You don't know that. You don't now, know that. See again, you know, this, this brings me back to my initial question is what is their criteria to select people to be on this show? Is there consent? It could be something staged like Maury Povich, 
You know, it could be like security theater, you know, something for entertainment value, just a story to bring in. It's like, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. You say fugitives are anxiously awaiting whether or not to see they're on for the week. Are they actually anxiously awaiting? Like, oh, man, you know, check me out. I'm going to be on TV this week. Or are they anxiously waiting to see, like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get caught, you know? Because they, oh, that, no, no, there, 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 there literally are stupid people out there that will see their like, even even on that website that I was telling you about, or the department that posted the Facebook things. I've seen morons comment on their own shit, you know, <laughs> and, the, right. and and they'll start these back and, and know, forth argument, which not a great place because they don't they don't come out looking too well. But my point remains, you know, you know if it, say say even ninety out of a hundred of them are guilty of sin. What about that 10? Right. No, and see, that's why, I'm, that's, that's why, and I'm merely wondering. I mean, like, I obviously, obviously you don't have the answers. It's just like a rhetorical question. But is it, is it real life, like they're trying to quote unquote get criminals off the streets? Or is it something put out there for security theater entertainment value? Because, no, this is, this is 100% you know, actual. Per- I, I, I actually am very familiar with this. And it, that that sheriff's pretty famous. He's he's trying to get himself up there oh, yeah. with Joe Arpaio. He's really no, trying. I, like a... I, I I I I've got a huge freaking problem with this. Then man, and for a multitude of reasons. One for the one that you you know for the reason you described. Like you know we we don't know the facts yet. We only know the speculations. We are we are playing judge and jury prior to this person getting anything that even resembles due process by putting their fucking people. By putting them out on blast. If they're not convicted, you know, you gotta, you know, you can't, you can't do that to people. You're ruining, you, you could potentially ruin somebody's life. Like you said, 90, 90 out of 100 people are guilty, but what about the 10 that aren't? You know? Exactly. Like, nobody deserves that. And then also on top of that, you know, once you go to jail, that's your freaking punishment. Like, that's it. Once you are in jail, that is your punishment. Is it a punishment that fits the crime? In a lot of cases, it isn't. But it's not uh, like we have elected people uh, to assign those to be in the position of judge. If you're not happy with how a sentence is divvied out, it's not the criminal's fault. Once they serve the time, their debt to society is paid. Like that's like love it or hate it. That's just it. That's how the system works. Well, moving on, we're going to go to ABC4, and they're reporting on something in Weber County. I'm not sure what state that's in. What what state is that? Oh, Utah. Weber County, Utah. As they say... Oh, back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. we got to give this sheriff a social liability score. Oh, absolutely a five. I'm giving him a five. Oh, oh, big time. He's ruining people's lives. Like... I don't mean to back up and, and like we just started the social liability score, so I'm sorry, folks. We are backing up a little bit. This man's a this man is a five. Is a but five. anyhow, moving along back, back, back to the article that you were just going before I read. New, new, new concept, new format. I, we'll get it. So extremely risky. Weber County sees increase in people hammocking on power lines. Uh, North Ogden, Utah. Aren't hammocks supposed to be used for relaxing? Well, apparently not, because the Weber County Sheriff's Office took the social media after seeing an increase in people hammocking between power lines on the beach of North Ogden and Pleasant View. 
the lines carry 75,000 kilowatts, and that power can jump from lines. Uh, authorities expanded in a Facebook post. The sheriff's office says they are teaming up with the Rocky Mountain Power to conduct extra patrols in the area of power lines. Anyone who is caught on the towers will be cited for trespass. We would really hate to see someone injured or either fall or get electrocuted. Parents, please pass this along to your children. Why? Why is there a need to pass that along to your children? Wow, 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 wow. That is just, that is utterly insipid. That is just one of the dumbest fucking things that I have heard of. That's, you know, we make fun of people for, for, you know, swallowing Tide Pods. Where the fuck is this on the internet, huh? Like, huh? This isn't childhood hijinks. This is just stupid. What? This is an utter failure on mankind to educate people to not touch the fucking stove. In, in effect. This is like you know, seeing... Why? 75,000 kilowatts? Yeah, you're going to die. You're going to die. Not only are you going to die, you're going to yeah. cook. So when the animals eat you, you'll be a tasty treat. Like, you will not only die, but you will have a funeral with a closed fucking casket. Because nobody's going to want to see your crispy ass. Like, that's it. Like, you're fucking done. Hammocks on power lines. Anybody, anybody who is engaging in this type of behavior scores a four for me. Scores a four. See, uh, no, I'm going to have to, no, I'm going to have to escalate that to a five because it's not just the stupidity and the effect that you would have on yourself. It's, if you zap yourself on a fucking power between two power lines on a hammock, okay, you're undoubtedly going to be close to a road. So traffic is going to be shut down. So those people are affected. Let's not mention the effect that that's going to have on the power grid. So the, like, the power lines that we're talking about yeah. are the high tension ones that go across country. And there's actually pictures on here about the, the people in these hammocks and whatnot. And they're, they're off in the wood line, so they're not near the roads. I'm I'm gonna disagree with you okay. and give you a give it a score of a three, because this is my rationale. They're not really hurting most people in society. If they get up there and they fry themselves, great. We just improved the gene pool. I'm not concerned. the The only part, the only reason I'm even giving it a three is because someone's gonna have to clean it up. And you know, yeah, have... you know what? Yeah, thanks for bringing it back down. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with my original. As a four, I'm not gonna like cave and agree with you. That's because fine. I think the effect. <laughs> I well, no, 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 no. I mean, of course, it's fine. That's my opinion. It's, it's not right or wrong, but it's just you know I think that the uh, the impact that this behavior could have on others around would would affect people more than 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 what a three would. I just. And that's just that's just me. Either way, don't be a dick and hang hammocks on power lines. What, what like that is not recreational equipment. Like what? It's what like it's like it's like I have line? a I have a great idea. Let's go swim with hungry crocodiles. It's like oh well, you know, uh, when I was a kid, I threw my shoes up there, and uh, and they got hooked on a power line over there for like a year. Nothing ever happened to them or the power. Let's just put a hammock up there and see what happens. It's like uh, no, dude. No, no, nah, nah. No, it, your your application was at the bottom of the pile for MIT, apparently. Yeah. 
Well, we're going back to the Associated Press with this next article. Los Angeles Air Traffic Control warns Jetpack Guy is back. So, you're right. This has been several times this asshole has shown up on our show. Yeah! I mean, when you look for articles every week, do you just go ahead and search Jetpack and see if this guy pops up? No. Nope. No, I I actually go through the threads and, and, you know... I do look at the headlines and I try to get ones that are like clickbaity. I really do, you know. So I look at it, I click the article, I open it up, and I just give like a big glance, like a whoosh over the thing. And I'm like, all right, that's more than a paragraph. And then I go back and I share it to you in in Messenger and that's how we get it. But see, it, it I... I can't go back and get anything that's more than seven days old because, you know, it makes no sense. Right. You know? Well, the FBI is investigating what one commercial airline pliant said might have been an airborne person with a jetpack high in the busy skies near Los Angeles International Airport. The Los Angeles Times reported reported that the Boeing 747 pilot radioed to to report, quote, a possible jetpack man in sight, end quote, at around 6.12 p.m. According to a recording from the website Live ATC, which I absolutely love, by the way, uh, for you that have no interest in aviation, it would be completely irrelevant, but if you just, like, type in the YouTube Live ATC... And sometimes they, they they have recordings of funny conversations or just insanity going on in the skies. Uh, the pilot spotted an object that might have resembled a jetpack 15 miles east of LAX at approximately 5,000 feet, a Federal Aviation Administration spokesman told the newspaper. Out of an abundance of caution, air traffic controllers alerted other pilots in the vicinity. Use caution, the jetpack guy is back, said one air traffic alert. Did you see a UFO? One air traffic controller asked the pilot. We are looking, but we did not see Iron Man. The pilot responded. The FBI is working with the FAA to investigate the report. FBI spokesperson Laura Emmenler, I don't know, told the Times in an email, the agency has already looked into three other possible jetpack in the skies above Los Angeles and has, quote, not been able to validate any of the reports. I'm sorry. I've seen pictures. There is a jetpack guy. (laughs) Yeah. There is a jetpack guy. He's a repeat flyer, man. And And you know what? And a douchebag. I got Yeah. 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 I'm going to give him a social liability score of a two. Uh... I really am. As someone who... Yeah, you know what? See, now now that's the thing, though, is that I, I know you're going to get into your experience with the FAA and, and liking airplanes and stuff like that, but for context, I absolutely have zero interest in planes, aviation, or anything of the like. And, and the reason is because I am monochromatic colorblind. Okay? Being on a plane... And seeing anything out the window of a plane, especially like over the ocean, like if we're over land and stuff like that, I'm okay. But the second we're over like ocean, open water, something like that, and I look out the window of a plane, I am I, I see no horizon. I feel like I'm falling through a pit, like a vortex. Like there's nothing. It's like a seamless void 
into like oblivion. Well, what so, I was what I was going to I say. I have no. What yeah. I was going to say is that, no, I have no interest in flying airplanes because I don't have that kind of money. Would I would I do it if I had the money and an unlimited free time? Possibly. I am a UAV pilot though, and being, uh-huh. and being familiar with Part One Hundred Seven licenses and the new Trust license, which if you're a UAV pilot, you have to have even for recreational flyers. Uh, the FAA, as I said in our first article, is something you don't fuck around with. Um, and you can ask, uh, what was it, SpaceX recently when they went to do their initial launch, there was a no-fly zone 500 miles um, from the launch site. And when they were literally in the final countdown, they were like 15 seconds away from a launch, a, a helicopter entered the 500-mile bubble and the FAA ordered an abort of the mission. <laughs> um, so you can imagine that even some something, yeah, you know, people are like, "Hey, jetpack guy, that's pretty cool." Yeah, well, you know what? You just disrupted air traffic across the world because if they have to halt planes descending into LAX or taking off out of LAX, well, that has a ripple effect that crosses the entire world. Because planes are now delayed, you have to reorganize. Planes have to circle around. You are, the cost of the fuel alone, let alone all the, the the costs associated with redistributing all those passengers and getting planes to places where they maybe weren't going to be at certain times. Because that plane, when it lands where you're going, well, it's getting a new new pilot, new fuel, and it's out the door again, and it's off to another another destination. Those commercial planes rarely see downtime. They're like police cars. They get the hell beat out of them. So this guy, because he thinks, you want to fly a jetpack, dude? That's awesome. I support you 100%. Go somewhere other than a fucking airport to go out and show you how big your dick is. Yeah. From now on, I'm going to go ahead and let you start giving social liability scores first because of my drastic under... It's like... I apparently, like, I have blinders on. And, like, I know that these things exist, and I know that these are potential problems, but they don't show up on my radar until somebody points them out. And here I look like a dick giving this guy a two. But you know what? You're right. You're right, man. You're right. You're right. And that's the thing, is that you're right. I I actually have to wait before I score people, because I, I just... I, I, I'm Mr. Magoo my way through life. And this guy, like... And, and because I'm Mr. Magoo my way through life, I just look at this whole thing and I'm like, ah, guy in a jetpack. Ah, that's a two. But, you know, Raz is sitting here, he's like, uh, j- like, interrupts air travel through the world. And I'm like, that is so much more than a two. That's more like a four. <laughs> like a five. Uh, Five. Well, I'm going to... I'm going to... You know what? I'm an asshole and a dipshit anyhow, and I should have fucking waited, so I'm going to stick with a four. But either way, man, I'm not going to jump the gun on scoring people again. Like, that <laughs> no, no. Not, like, no, no, sir. No, sir. You were going first each and every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Now... Fuck you, man. Now I gotta listen. Like, I have to listen with interest to the... Ah, alright. Fine, I'll go first every time. 
Okay, we're back, and we're going to talk about something coming out of Reuters. This looks like a long article, and if it's a flop, I apologize ahead of time. But this is the Indonesia says Jurassic Park project on track despite UNESCO warnings. I don't even know what that is, Buck. Why did you send me this? Because I just like to hear you read foreign names and fuck it up and then, <sighs> you know, get acronyms that make no god darn sense. I no. just, I, I, yeah, I, I honestly do look for that shit when I do scan over articles. I really do. You're a dick. Like, ah. You're a dick. <laughs> this is being reported out of Jakarta. Construction on an Indonesian tourism project dubbed Jurassic Park on social media, the South. East Asian countries environmental ministry said on Tuesday, despite UNESCO warnings, the plans could have a negative environmental impact. Working on a series of tourism projects in Indonesia's Komodo National Park, a UNESCO World Heritage Site began last year, sparking concerns about threats to the local economy and the fragile habitat of the park's namesake, the Komodo Dragon. Last month, officials from the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, UNESCO, told World Heritage Committee Conference that the project required a new environmental impact assessment over illegal fishing concerns and the potential risk to the Komodo dragon's natural habitat. The project will proceed. It has been approved to have no impact, a senior official with Indonesia's Environmental Ministry told Reuters. UNSECO officials told last month's meeting that they have requested an updated assessment from the Indonesian government but received no response. Uh, they said a new assessment would be drafted and could be sent in September. It was not clear exactly what the project, centered on the island of Rinka, entails. Last year, the government said it was building a premium tourism spot on the island. What is this about, Buck? This is not anything. This is politics. What did you send me? Jeez. You know what? Buck gets social liability score of a one on this. I'm thinking you might, dude. I'm going to skip a little bit ahead here. Last year, social media users likened the project to one of the dinosaur islands featured in Jurassic Park films after photos of a dragon sitting in front of a big vehicle were widely shared online. That is why... That's the clickbait right there. Because someone shared a goddamn picture of a Komodo dragon in front of a Jeep. And it worked. It got you, Buck. It got you. Your social liability scores are one. Yeah, but you know what? (laughs) <laughs> you know what, though? We at least got to have the entertainment of you reading out UNESCO every single time. It's an UNESCO. acronym. It's not a word. It's not a word. Uh, it's an acronym. They, listen, you know what? FEMA's an acronym, too. Fuck you. It's UNESCO. <laughs> Fuck you. You wouldn't know what to do with me if you had me, buddy. Uh, well, you can't do much, so you haven't, I'm going to worry about you running away. Oh, buddy. If yeah. you open your legs, I'll open your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you get a social liability score of a one. Let's move on. This is being reported by GameRevolution.com. Not a normal news source, but one nonetheless that might be interesting. Because Chris Chan, a.k.a. Christine W. Chandler, arrested in Richmond, Virginia. Who is Chris Chan, you ask? Because I was asking the same damn thing. Uh, Christina Wetson Chandler, commonly known as Chris Chan, has Chris Chan, like Chan, so has been arrested in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, the Henko County Police have seen de- have seen 
detailing Chris Chan on the Regency Inn. What? Okay, I think I know what this is supposed to say. We're seen detaining Chris Chan at the Regency Inn at 1500 East Ridge Road. They were staying in after being forced to leave their residence on Friday by an emergency protection order issued by the Rutgersville authorities. Now, why was Chris Chan arrested? Recently linked audio and text messages that were allegedly between Christina and an unidentified third party indicate that Chris Chan was engaged in an incestuous relationship with their mother, Barbara Chandler. Due to Barbara's advanced age and questionable capacity to consent, this could be construed as a situation involving elder abuse and sexual assault. Due to the heinous nature of the deleted communications, they were forwarded to authorities by concerned parties. On July 30th, Greene County Police conducted a welfare check on the Chandler household and gives the address. Uh, the details of the assessment are currently unknown. However, as a result, the police removed Barbara from the domicile and took her to the hospital for examination. Additionally, a temporary EPO was issued against Christine, uh, restricting them from contacting Barbara or entering the house until August 5th. The reason behind the arrest has yet to be revealed. However, there are several reasons that the Hanko County Police have detained Christian. Incest in the, is a crime in Virginia, as is elder abuse, sexual assault, and rape. It's possible that after examining Barbara, authorities found evidence that one or more of the crimes occurred and a warrant may have been issued for Christine's arrest. It has been alleged that Christine withdrew $750 from Barbara's account, which may have violated the EPO. These actions could be considered theft as well, which could also lead to an arrest warrant being issued. Police have been uh, uh, taking Christian into protective custody. Uh, might, might have also been taking Christian into protective custody. That one was my fault. The footage we saw of the arrest was from someone who was stalking about outside Christine's motel room, and there were likely been hundreds of calls placed to the Richmond authorities after it was learned that Chris was staying there. In any case, this is just the latest development in a sad saga that's been playing out for over a decade. We'll update you with more details as they become available. Yeah! So, being an internet oh, celebrity... Boy. Yeah. So, in... in in case you haven't, you know, taken what what's being said there, uh, Christine W. Chandler is they don't they won't say it in the article, but is obviously trans transgendered, and uh, I believe identifies as a male, but I can't say that with certainty. But from the pictures and everything of that nature, it's pretty obvious. Uh, and they they struggle switching between all the pronouns and everything else in the article. So the person that is writing the article is not. Is not he's trying to check all the boxes because they're not sure how to write it. Um, but I've seen, and I'm not gonna, I'm not literally, I'm not gonna put them on here. I, I've seen snapshots of the text and everything, and uh, homie fucking mommy. <laughs> oh my lord! So you send me an no, article about a damn Komodo like... dragon sitting in front of a truck, then you send me this a Komodo dragon being mauled by a tiger. What the fuck? <laughs> Hey man, you know it's uh, it's like box of chocolates, man. <laughs> but no, um, what what in the ever loving shit? Like, did it look like there was consent between mom and homie? Uh, mom is has dementia, has a diminished capacity, so no. <laughs> then no, nope. Then automatic four. Automatic uh, four. It would be a five if there was a greater impact on like 
outside social, like the the greater good of social impact. But I I really can't. Yeah, I know there's a problem. I know this is a widespread thing. There's elder abuse, blah, blah, blah. But I I really can't. You know, it's not like they did this to like a group. So since it was individual and has no, you know, widespread impact, like there's not a lot of like social shrapnel about well, it. I'm going to give this person a four. Well, an update from Yahoo Sports. Why it's on sports, I don't know. Uh, Chandler has been charged with incest after an leaked audio recording spread online in which the person said to be Chandler detailed sexual relations with her 79-year-old mother. Yeah. Yep. Solid four. I'm yep. going to agree. Yep, yep, yep. I'm going to agree. We're going to give that one a four and a, and, and, well, and a little PS at the end. Ew. Yeah, no kidding. You know, there there's so many wrong, so many things wrong with this entire situation. You know, this is like a shit blizzard that this guy has just like conjured up around him. Indeed. And uh, you know, abusing abusing the elderly, you know, that's just horrible. You know, it's just uh, I. You know what? Scores of four. Let's move on before before we start going down the rabbit hole. This one is going back to the Tampa Free Press. Again, my my favorite website for the social liability contest. And since it involves a Florida man, you know what that means, Buck. Oh, yeah. Florida man, Florida man, does whatever the fuck he can. Makes headlines every time. Florida's paradigm. Look out. Here comes Florida man. Here comes Florida man. As a Florida man submits to voluntary at-home castration, would-be urologist gets three years. <laughs> Proving that there is a vast deference in normal and not-so-normal people. Ah. Oops, yeah. <laughs> 76-year-old Gary Van... I'm not even sure here. R-Y-S-W-Y-K. It doesn't get much more Florida than that. Where does it say Gary of Sebring, Florida, has pleaded a nolo contente, contendere to a charges of removing a man's testicles in his home. He does not, he's not pleading guilty. He's not pleading innocent. He's just saying whatever. He's just pleading no contest, wow. essentially. In an apparent attempt to kill two birds with one stone, the state has accepted the plea in a deal that will send Gary to state prison for three years if all goes according to the nutty plan. Ah... Uh... The oh, bu- yeah. I'm just going to keep my finger on the button because the ballsy charges the state brought against Gary <laughs> include practicing medicine without a license resulting in bodily harm and practicing medicine without a license. The now empty sack victim <laughs> in the bizarre case of eunuch fetish gone wrong is an unnamed man from St. Petersburg, Florida who happens to be a hardware store manager <laughs> and in parentheses with some hardware now missing. <laughs> I love this guy, man. Whoever this reporter is, brah, freaking bo, dude. <laughs> Gary told oh, police man. he responded to the home. <laughs> Gary told was okay. Gary told police who responded to his home in response to a nine one one hang up call that he met the victim on a eunuch fetish site. Apparently, having no balls is a thing for some dudes, and removing the family jewels of those dudes is a thing for dudes like Gary. Highland County Sheriff's deputies arrived to find a man in the bedroom bleeding profusely in the genital area with a blood-soaked towel over himself. 
Next to the bed, deputies found the man's testicles in a glass jar on a table, several knives, and a soldering iron, and some medical instruments. The victim was initially taken to a local medical center, but later med-flighted by helicopter to Tampa General Hospital. It was not stated if doctors attempted to reattach his severed nuts or not, but it has been reported that he was suicidal after the failed castration. State law is not clear if Gary has been charged with testicular manslaughter had the man died. (laughs) The man told told police Gary wasn't much of a baller as a surgeon. (laughs) He's constantly fumbling and droppling stuff. For his part, Gary admitted to having poor eyesight and that the pain meds he administered he purchased off the internet from a company in England. It was not clear if HCSO reported if Gary had planned to charge his victim for his service or if he was freeballing. Surprisingly or not surprisingly, this isn't the first time Gary has got his jollies messing with the beans and franks of other men with a hunting knife. He told arresting officers he has done it at least one prior nut job on another man, a guy named Scott, whose unique fetish site handle was wannabe dickless. He said he also did a penile castration on himself, having removed his right nut in 2007. The castration on Scott, a.k.a. wannabe dickless, was performed in a La Quinta Inn six miles from Gary's home in 2012. But for the botched procedure... <laughs> He set up a makeshift operating room in a bedroom in his home because he said the lighting was really poor at the La Quinta. (laughs) He also told cops, you know, I mean, the rooms are more of a romance than they are for surgery. (laughs) The real goofball, Gary, said he learned how to perform the castrations by doing the deed on the Minnesota farm when he grew up as a boy. Although the unnamed victim in this case initially did not want to press charges against Gary since the incident, the two have been growing apart. <laughs> oh my gosh. Although he not although he now has no balls, at least he can still rub his eyes in the morning. And if he ever finds himself getting kicked in the groin playing field hockey, it won't hurt. But the question remains. Can he still get sweaty balls? <laughs> Gary will face a judge later this year for sentencing. It is likely he will be fa- be fond of playing hacky sack in the prison yard and other assorted extra testicular activities. <laughs> the man is not clearly oh, of sound mind, man. and given he is missing at least one of his nuts, he may be suffering from Alzheimer's. God. <laughs> Oh my lord. <laughs> okay, so that was just great. There is a disclaimer at the end. It says this story is 100% true as it was initially reported by the smoking gun. Puns have been added for comedic relief because they have just got to laugh at how stupid some people are. And please people, do not try to remove someone's nuts in your bedroom. It's going to make a real mess. Do it in the garage. <laughs> Thank you, Florida Free Press. We salute you. (laughs) Yep. 
I'll tell you what, man. I'd like to find out the office, like the address for the office of this place. I'll order him a pizza. Well, the, the author's name is Chris Ingram, <laughs> in case you're wondering. That's uh, what I'm saying, man. Like, Chris Ingram, dude. Like, you be on the watch for Domino's, man. They're coming to you. Can, can you ask Domino's to cut it in the shape of a nutsack? <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know what? If they were local... I might be able to wheel in there and get it done, but I don't think I don't think that the handicap card, the cripple card, doesn't work over the phone. They got to see you. They got to see the wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to like and like nobody feel nobody would feel bad for Tiny Tim if they just heard him. They I don't know. They just want to slap him. The clicking noise. <laughs> no, 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 man. You turn around and you see that crutch, man. Your heart starts bleeding. Like you start heart. Like when you see the wheelchair. You help me from your wallet, not from your heart, and that's the way that we need this to get done. We could get that. We could get a pizza cut in the sh- shape of a nutsack if I could get somebody to help me from, you know, from, from Florida that point of view. But over the phone, <laughs> yeah. But over the phone, I don't think I don't think it would happen. So before we sign off for the day, uh, last week we had a story where we were talking about people having fetishes for uh, handicapped individuals. You remember that? I do. So we, we, we tried to come up with a term for uh, those that have that fetish, like women who are like, enamored with police officers. We call them badge bunnies. Well, one of our listeners from, uh, from Pennsylvania actually wrote in. Uh, he, he came up with one, Buck. So we're going to get you a shirt made that says, you know, I stop for wheel wankers. <laughs> that, that'll work. That'll work. <laughs> What does the user have a name? Like, can we put them out on blast or give a shout out, or was it like their real name? It was their real name, but thank you, Shane. Thank you. We appreciate that. <laughs> uh, he's actually one of our more loyal listeners. He sends us articles on occasion, um, and uh, you know we we do have some loyal base, but we're always looking for more. So that being said, make sure you please share this uh, podcast with somebody you know. Somebody you think that might, you know, find it enjoyable at least so that they'll share it with a friend and then they'll share it with a friend and they'll subscribe, you know, the whole nine yards. You know what we're going to ask you to do. This is our call to action. We just ask that you do it. I am the Raz Grease with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, wishing you a great week. And we'll see you next week for episode 63 of the Social Liability Podcast. 